Welcome back to Kansas City Real Talk, brought to you by KCRAR. Producer Amber here, back at it again with another aggregate episode. This one is special, though, because the recordings I'm about to share with you have never been aired before. If you recall, about a year ago, we featured a special Realtor Storytime episode where Bobby and Alex shared some of the craziest stories they have from their day-to-day work as Realtors. Since then, anytime we've had a Realtor on the show, we asked them to share their craziest stories, and we've been saving them all to share with you today. Before we jump in, I will say that if you have a crazy story too, we want to hear it. All the stories you're about to hear are from previous guests on the show, but you actually don't have to come on the show to share your story with us. You can email your story to realtalk at kcrar.com, and we just might read it on the mic for our next Realtor Storytime episode. So our first story is from Judy Johns. If you listened to her episode in February, you know that she has so much wisdom and experience from her years in this industry. The first story that came to her mind, though, was actually about a call that she had gotten from her son when he was on the job. In this clip, we also get some great stories from Bobby and Alex, so let's give it a listen. So we have, we have, we're starting a new bit, and I'm pretty excited about it, and you're the very first person to get to be a part of this new bit that we're well, doing. cool. Okay. So I want you to tell us about your craziest experience you've ever had as a Realtor. The craziest? Mm-hmm. Actually, what comes to my mind is my son's craziest. Okay, no, I, <laughs> let's take That's it. That's fine. Steve or da- Dave? Dave. Actually, Dave, okay. it's, it's on video. Okay. Well, the story of it. Oh, did we talk about this at the Christmas party? Our oh, Christmas lunch? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. yes, yes. <laughs> I'm so excited about this. <laughs> yeah, this is so funny. Uh, he called me after he'd shown this property. And um, this was a long time ago. He says, Mom, there was a dead person in this house. And I said, what? He said, yeah, I was showing this. It was a single lady. And it was towards evening time. And he said, um, I went downstairs and there was this dead person body all humped over under the stairs and he she started to come downstairs and I told her I said no 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 why don't you go on look upstairs while I take care of this down here and um Uh, as it turned out it was um Halloween mummy oh my god (laughs) (laughs) oh no Oh, no. But his uh, his heart was thumping, <laughs> and, you know, and he didn't want to tell the gal. But I mean, that, his brain is telling him that he's smelling certain yeah, things, oh, and yeah, he's yeah. not really smelling. <laughs> and you know, he's oh, no. he's not a shy guy. I mean, he's yeah. pretty burly. But anyway, it was kind of funny. Oh gosh, <laughs> it reminds me one time. It's not the exact same thing in any way, shape, or form. But it's one of my my stories. I have many many crazy stories that if we ever asked me to share mine, but one of them um, I was showing another realtor's home. I show up, I ring the doorbell, nobody's answering the doorbell, of course, it's fine, That's, they weren't supposed to. I'm starting to open the lockbox, and the door opens, and it's this other realtor who is about 350, 400 pounds, dripping wet, wrapped in a towel, going, what do you want? No. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm here to show your house. Did you forget <laughs> about the show? He's like, <laughs> there's not enough eye bleach <laughs> in the world to get that out of I did open a, a door once after, you know, you go in, you say, realtor here, realtor here. Yeah. And I we walked upstairs, and um, I was with an out-of-towner guy, mm-hmm. and I opened the door in the bedroom, and this man is laying sound asleep, totally, mm-hmm. totally nude, facing us. Oh, my gosh. Oh. I said, okay, we just kind of tiptoed out. Oh. I feel like everybody has little stories like that. I, yes. I have not experienced anything like that yet. Oh, I got a story. And I'm not, I'm not upset about it. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to tell a story. So if Judy and I both have these stories, you will have this story. So oh, I had this particular client 
that she would always literally wear white gloves out on showings and she would just go along the dust lines no. and go, I don't know how oh. people live like this. And now she that was kind just, of stuff. Yeah. 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 However, her own home was one of the dirtiest, messiest homes I've ever had. And there was a particular Sunday I was having an open house at their house and I get there and there's just stuff everywhere, but I kind of pick up the best <laughs> I can. And it's a tri-level, and I go up to the upstairs where her college-age son had his bedroom, and I open the door, and there are literally piles of clothes everywhere. There's beer bottles everywhere, and I'm making my, I'm trying to kick my way through the room and create a thing, and I get there to the bed, and I discover he's passed out in the bed, and like you, I just had to Chrissy sneak back out and shut the door and put that people couldn't yeah. go in there. But yet she was that person when she went <laughs> in other people's houses. Says, I don't know how people could live like this. Isn't that amazing? It's, just, it's amazing. People what? are obnoxious. Well, <laughs> yes, you are. No, <laughs> <laughs> One of the probably the grossest thing that's ever happened to me. This is pretty early on, okay. um, first year of business, and I'm showing somebody else's listing. They're out of town, um, and I'm covering their business, and. Um, I I go in to show, um, and at the end of it, the seller comes back. And when I was showing it, I realized that the bathtub was still full of water. Now, this was a situation where the, it wasn't the seller that came back. I, it was a, somebody who was technically a tenant. So it was one of those situations where uh, they had staged the property, and somebody was living there. Squatter? And not a squatter. Okay. They had staged the property. Right. Somebody was, it was a home manager. Okay. Is, is, is what they call them. And so this person was managing the property, technically leasing from the company that mm-hmm. staged it. Um, they were having a hard time getting the bathtub to drain. And oh, they gosh. asked if I would try to get it to work. Because I don't think that they, I know this sounds, but I, this is really early on in my career. And I'm helping somebody's business. And I don't, I, you know, I don't want to say, Oh, oh gosh, no, you like, you know, and so, no. so I did, and this is disgusting, but I actually did reach into <laughs> Amber's, Amber's freaking out right now. Amber's vomiting. I actually back. did reach into the bathtub oh. and, and tried to pull the drain up. So it, this is really, <laughs> I'm so sorry. And, You're and not. then I am a little bit. And so then so I had blushing. to, I am. Yeah. <laughs> And so then uh, I immediately washed my hands. And, and at that point, I'm like, why did I just do that? I didn't even care if, you know, like five years ago, I could have been concerned that she would be offended that I needed to like immediately wash my hands. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> did it drain? Did it drain? No, it didn't. I didn't even fix it. I didn't even fix it. It was really gross. Did um, you go home and take a bath and bleach? I, oh, oh, yeah. And I told my wife, and she's like, you did what? She's like, was she trying to pick you up? You know, <laughs> she, like, her, she thought it was like super weird. Uh, and But it, I, I, it, it was just in the moment. And I was, it was brand new. I think I had sold like three or four houses. I didn't know what wasn't, you know. Sure. You I'll, didn't know you shouldn't drain someone else's used bath water? I want the bathtub to work for you. It was oh, super gross. that's yeah. disgusting. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's fine. We're all going to live. Thankfully, that dead body Judy's son thought he saw was just a Halloween decoration. But Alex's nightmare of reaching into somebody's nasty bathwater was truly disgusting. And that one was actually quite real. Our next clip is from our 2020 Heartland MLS president, Michael Pierce. And you may be shocked by the reaction he got from the public on this one. Here it is. Michael Pierce. 
no response here. I just, you, just, <laughs> just, oh. you just said my name. <laughs> yes. That's my name. Don't wear it out. I'm what? acknowledging you like a, like a dog. <laughs> when I say my dog's name, he looks at me. <laughs> what is the craziest experience you've ever had as a realtor? Gosh, I don't know. Off the cuff, that's... I've been doing this 19 years, so there's quite a few of them, but I, I guess... I guess at one point we had a, a hoarder house that we were really trying to help the person. And, I, I mean, we did help the person. But I wanted in the MLS for everyone to see what this home looked like because if you had, and I'm making these these numbers up for privacy reasons, mm-hmm. but if you had a house in Mission Hills that was, you know, $700,000, it would get quite a bit of attention. Sure. right. And so the house was a disaster inside. You couldn't even walk in it. We weren't allowing showings or anything like like that, but we wanted to see what the inside of the house was, what the inside of the house looked like. So before I know it, a friend of mine, a friend of ours, a guy in your company, Rick Bowers, calls me, and he's like, hey, you have that new listing wherever? And I said, yeah. He goes, they're talking about you on the radio. And uh, tune into so-and-so channel. And I call... Or I don't call. I, I tune into that channel, and they, they're calling me on my phone trying to get me on the air. And they're basically like, who would – what stupid agent would put this on the market like that? Oh, what is no. wrong with this person? And blah, 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 blah. But ultimately, it all worked out. But it was just really a crazy day because everyone's calling me. The radio's calling me. The news is calling me. Tell us about this home. Tell us about this seller. The reality was the seller had major issues that we were trying to help through. But right. that was just – a pretty crazy day because we were getting calls that, hey, I just was, I, they were calling into the radio station right. saying, hey, I just looked through the windows. Hey, I was just walking through the yard. I mean, people were like climbing all over the house. It was insane. You went viral before things went viral. <laughs> yeah. 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 So while there was a happy ending to this whole thing, that well, was probably one of the more crazy people can be so cool. opportunities. They, they really don't understand what it is that we do. Uh, you know, no. it's, it's wild. Yeah, it wasn't just us being lazy, right? Yeah, not right. decluttering the home, right? Yeah. There yeah. were multiple. The, the, yeah. We were so quick to judgment, though, as opposed sure. to coming from curiosity and asking questions. Why is this in this condition? We're just going to judge you. What a crazy realtor you are for listing such a crappy property. Yeah. They don't deserve to move. Yeah, and then you know some people would call and ask, "Why wouldn't you clean it out first? Well, currently, I'd like you to try to take one item out of there and see if the seller's okay yeah. with that. See right. how that see how right. that goes yeah. for yeah. you. Yeah, yep. see if you live. Awesome. Yep. Thanks for sharing this. Good story. one, Michael. Thanks. Very cool that those radio hosts were making fun of not only the seller who was clearly struggling with some sort of mental illness, but also the agent who was just trying to sell the property. Michael seemed to handle it very gracefully, though. Um, Before we listen to our next clip, I do want to explain a bit about the audio quality. If you're a regular listener of the show, you've probably noticed our audio has been a little less clean recently, and that's just because we've been recording remotely for safety during the pandemic. So Bobby, Alex, and our guests are all recording from different places, and it relies on internet connection and mic quality, blah, blah, blah. So as we listen to these stories, you can actually hear which ones were recorded before the pandemic and which ones were recorded during the pandemic. So that's just a little bit of explanation on what's going on with that sound quality. But here is Ernest Hawkins with a ghost story. Tell us what's your craziest experience as a realtor. <laughs> be a buyer, a seller, something, but your craziest experience. Okay, my craziest experience is a ghost experience. <laughs> I was showing this couple, first time buyers, this house in, um, in Wyandotte County, 
And um, of course, we walk, we go through the entire house and we're walking through the house and you can see it was really an odd house. It had like the backyard was grown up. The front yard had like weeds, like higher than the house. And um, we're standing in the foyer by this um, this this um, potbelly oven, and we're talking. And I'm talking about you know what's good about the house, and asking talking questions. And I'm kind of telling them about the house, and we very clearly heard, "Get out!" <laughs> <laughs> now, I would if it was just me that heard it, it'd be okay. But we looked at each other like, you know, did you just hear that? I was like, and I was like, don't have to tell me twice. <laughs> I was like, goodbye. And I walked out the door, locked the door. I didn't even want to look back at the house. <laughs> Did you run but your yeah. fastest 5K ever getting out of the house? Oh, yeah. It was, it was, it was, yeah. It was, that was just crazy. Cause we, of course, you know, like I said, you know, couldn't have been somebody in the house because we've gone through the entire house. Right. You know, and it was just, and it was very, very distinct and clear. And like, yep. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> I, so that, that's that probably be the craziest thing so far. What did you What did you write on feedback after that showing? Um, I said um, I said the house didn't want us there. <laughs> <laughs> What's craziest about that one to me is that he is confident that what he heard was a ghost, which to me would be terrifying right but the whole time he's telling the story he's like cracking up when really it's like this is a very real ghost experience and he still is able to tell the story like while laughing which i think was just really funny our next story is from 2018 nar president elizabeth mendenhall if you listen to our Realtor Storytime episode from last year, you'll notice that Elizabeth's story shares a very common feature with one of Alex's stories from last year. Ah, so uh, my craziest Realtor story had to do with me, uh, 100%. My grandmother was moving. She was she had grown up in our, our family house. My grandfather had built it. It was time for her to move. It was multi-story, so we were looking for her to find a slab. And I had gotten the showing instructions ahead of time. So I went out to go open up the house for her. And on it, it, it the showing instructions had said, you know, um, beware of the cat. Okay. So I go into the house and this was before, I, I guess I had a cell phone, but maybe I'd left it in the car. Cause this was a lot. This was, this was a few years back. Um, didn't always have your cell phone straight in your hand. Certainly didn't have it to open up the house. So I get inside the house and I'm thinking, all right, there's a cat, you know, going to be here somewhere. And so I'm turning on the lights, I'm opening the doors and everything. So I go in to the study and I get inside and I open the door, I turn on the lights and I was opening the blinds, I remember, and I hear just this, (sighs) just this hissing noise behind me. And I turn around and there is the cat standing in the threshold to the door. And I mean, to me, my, my, my memory of this, I feel like the cat was some like out of Joe exotic. It was like a big tiger cat or something. I'm sure it wasn't that big, but this cat starts rearing up on its hind legs and it's pawing in the air. I mean, claws scratching through the air and it will not stop hissing at me. And it's, and every time I try to get near it, it literally rears up again. I swear it could walk on its hind legs or something and starts coming at me. And I am just as all freaked out as I'll get out. 
So now I'm in the house. I can't get outside to let my grandmother and my mother who were coming in and I have no phone or know what to do. And I'm, I just, I couldn't get out of the door. So I'm in there and I'm trying to like throw it and trying to do things. Well, I was literally saved by the bell because when they rang the doorbell, the cat, it, it startled the cat. And so at that point, I, I remember like leaping over like an Olympic hurdler, like leaping over the cat, running out. And as soon as I did, I kicked the cat. I think now, I mean, I probably should have been arrested for animal abuse or something. Like kicked the cat into the study, slammed the study door shut. And I mean, and at that point, the thing's going insane. I mean, it's like clawing on the door. It sounds like, again, there are like mass of whole, you know, massive tigers in there. And I'm running out of the house, you know, I was on fire or something. And uh, we ended up taking them through the house. I, uh, I had to call the listing agent and, you know, say, look, if there's damage, I apologize. I don't know what to do. And all they could say was, you know what, it seems to happen like that on every showing. And I thought, all right, well, you need to change the instructions a little bit better. And, you know, say there's a, you know, psychotic, you know, animal in the house other than just a cat. So to this day, we still laugh about the cat story at family gatherings. Needless my, to say, she did not buy the house. That was my follow-up question. I was like, did she buy the house? No. Okay. How many of our stories like this are going to involve cats? I, know. I know mine did. There are, there are, there have been multiple people that have come with, with like scary cat stories. Mm -hmm. And I love cats, but they're, you know what? They must just be scary. I don't know. I'm not a cat person, and I feel like the cat knew it. It's going to trap you in that room and not let you out. Yeah. For, yes. I still dream about it. Yes. <laughs> As Bobby mentioned, cats and animals have been a common theme in a few of these stories. So let's hear another crazy cat story. This one is from Don Dunavant. I don't know. Do you have a story? Well, does it come to you? would be. I don't have that. <laughs> then, Do you have any cat stories? People like to tell us cat stories. Oh, cat story. Okay, you want a cat story? <laughs> let, this one's probably different, right? So I did um, foreclosures. So this is funny. When I first went to Reese Nichols, um, I was a baby. So I was in college. And the broker at the time said, oh, honey, you're not from here. You don't know anybody. You don't know real estate. You really should look for another career, right? So I left there saying, lady, I'm going to have her job one day because everybody deserves a chance, right? So I went down to the broker I bought my first foreclosure from because that's what I was doing in college. I flipped properties and paid for school. Well, I went to her and I'm like, I'll help you with your D trashes. And she's like, oh, okay. I go, so I can be your buyer's agent. I'll do those as well. And she's like, okay, well, here you go. So she gave me one down in KCK and I went down there. There were dead cats melted in the carpet. So it had been vacant so long, these cats were like liquefied and melted into the carpet. It was awful it stunk so bad so i went outside and sat on the porch and i'm like how in the heck am i gonna do this i really want to break into this real estate gig but my gosh right 
So there were some couple guys sitting on the stoop a few houses down. And I went down there and I'm like, hey guys, I'll buy you a case of beer if you help me pull the carpet out of this house. Sure as heck. They came down, pulled out the carpet, rolled it up, threw it in the dumpster for me, and I had to go buy them a case of beer. I was happy to do it. But that's my cat story. That is a different cat story. That, that is that, a different cat story. Of all the cat stories. That's <laughs> going to be the take the cake cat story easily. And uh, But I just love your ingenuity. There's a couple guys sitting on the stoop. They're going to want a case of beer. They'll do it. And they did it. That's leverage at its finest right there, Don. I thought so. I thought so. They totally helped. Drug it out. I was, And I'll never forget yelling at them, don't open the refrigerator. Why does everybody want to open the refrigerator in a vacant house? You always know the newbies when you're detrashing a foreclosure because they open the fridge. And the house will reek for two more weeks. I'm like, I remember screaming, Yeah. Yep. Fridges are the worst. I remember whenever we went down and helped out with Hurricane Harvey and all the fridges that came out of the houses and the new people that were coming to help on the sites would open a fridge. And I'm like, you do not know. It's taped shut. You don't go near the fridge. It's been 110 degrees and it's been a week. No. Oh, man. Nope. No. Yep. Never open the refrigerator, people. Never. You don't Never. need that's in there. No. Probably melted cats. That's probably what's in it. Very well could be. It very well could be. So that story was horrifying. I can't believe at the beginning Don was like, hmm, I don't think I have any crazy stories. And then she came up with that story. That's like out of a horror movie. I would have run away crying. But I guess that's why I'm not a realtor. <laughs> So let's calm things down a little bit with a nice, wholesome story <laughs> about Russian spies. Here's 2020 NAR president Vince Malta. My craziest experience as a realtor was a listing I took um, directly across the street from the Russian consulate. Okay? And I had an open house when we had open houses in those days. Neighbor came in and said, are you aware there's a tunnel that goes directly from this house to the Russian consulate? No, I wasn't aware there was a tunnel. I mean, we did inspections. We didn't see a tunnel because, well, you know, the, the Russian consulate can easily come into this home or they could be spying on you or they were spying on the Russian consulate. I said, no, well, we never found a tunnel. Um, I, I had to disclose that it was rumored that there was a tunnel to the Russian consulate, but we haven't found it. Um, you know, actually, I think the house sold for more because uh, it was because it makes an interesting story, doesn't it? You know, it really does. And I think President Trump closed the Russian consulate if he didn't did not. So, so you know, no harm, no foul. So that was probably one of my most interesting realtor stories. I, it's it's boring, I know, but you know, what can I say? No, I hope I get. I think I it's good. I think more it's exciting ones as we move forward. But the Russian consulate, that, that was, I thought, really interesting. Vince, I, if we had a pie chart that like, compiled our answers, you're part of like this much of the pie chart that isn't about cats. 
So, uh, so we're yes. just glad that's something that doesn't have oh, something to do with cats. I have never lost a cat in my 42 years experience as being ruled. Never. No cats. People like to tell stories of cats attacking them while looking at properties. So Elizabeth got trapped into a, a room because of a cat that was trying to attack her and she couldn't get out. I've been really lucky with it. I'm, I'm the uh, animal whisperer when it comes to that. And if it's not a cat story, apparently it's a bee story. Here's Sharon Keating with her crazy bee experience. All right, Sharon. So we have a special part of our podcast that we always ask realtors. And it is, what is your craziest experience as a realtor? Well, I did go in and wake up somebody in bed one time. Oh, um, I had something happen this year that I've never had happen before. Okay. Um, I had a house that was um, vacant in a very nice location that um, someone reported to me showing it. There's bees all in the house everywhere. I was like, well, I was going over there like every couple of weeks and check on it um, and hadn't seen that. So I called the exterminator, sent them over. And they said, we can't do anything about it. You've got bees in the wall of this house oh. and we are not allowed to exterminate them. Now I've done this 40 years and I've never had this before. So I had, they told me to get in touch with the Central Missouri Beekeepers Association. And I had to get a beekeeper who came over to the first one that I could get, came over to the house. They had to cut holes in the wall. The bees had gotten in between the vinyl siding and the brick, gotten in through that crack, which the house is 20 plus years old. So caulking had worn out or fallen out or whatever. No one was living there. Two by six walls, great place to build a hive, apparently. And so they had to come over there, cut holes in the wall, and get the queen and get all the little, you know, all her little boyfriends and everything and move them. And they took them. They didn't charge me a thing. They took the bees. He, the guy told me later he got two full hives worth out of that. Then, of course, we were getting ready to paint the whole interior, thank the Lord. So we just repaired the drywall and painted. There oh were a few God. leftover um, male bees because they're not as smart as the females. No, no surprise there. And um, a few of them decided to hang around and not go with the queen. And we had, we did get permission to exterminate them, but yeah, I've never had that before. Oh, I love wow. that. So if you, if you ever have a bee problem, let me know. I can tell you what to do. She has, you had, you know, earlier this year, we had a, an appraiser here in St. Joe. We had a really bad storm and it knocked a big, huge tree he had. It knocked one of the limbs off. And what they discovered inside was 75,000 bees inside. And they had to, it got released and they were everywhere. And they had to get a beekeeper come. And I forget all the honey and all the bees and everything that they pulled out of there. It was absolutely crazy. But that's a, that's a way better story. So 2020, well, the year of the bee. They're a protected species. So you have to handle them. And I'm happy with that. They need to be yeah, protected. They do. Um, we can't, we won't be here on this planet without bees. So. That's right. As Sharon was telling that story, it reminded me of these videos I keep seeing on TikTok. I don't know if a lot of people have seen these videos on their For You page or if I'm on some sort of weird side of the TikTok algorithm, but I love seeing the beekeeper videos. I don't know if you guys have seen those. There's one woman in Texas who answers calls just like Sharon's and she'll go wherever the bees are, but she will pick them up with her bare hands to transfer them into a new hive. And it's just crazy to watch. 
Our next one is yet another animal story. Here is John Ketchum with his bat house story. I mean, so you gotta understand most of my experience has been through the consultative stage or like the third party stage, you know, right. like I'm getting brought in because, uh oh, we've got this situation. I'm going to go with a recent one uh, just because, I mean, I, I, I pull, I certainly could conjure some, some stories, but um, a recent one was the bat house and the seller um, really was an animal lover and that seller absolutely uh, wanted to encourage the bats that were around her property to have a housing. And of course, during COVID times, that's a little ominous. It's ominous, not during COVID, but um, uh, this recently happened and she refused to remove it before the sale because of the fact that she didn't want to have to rehome these bats. And so it went on the seller's disclosure. It went out on, on agent remarks. Hey, um, we acknowledge that there's a bat house and um, upon you know an acceptable offer that could be removed. Um, but she was not going to move those bats unless she knew she was moving. And was this right around Halloween? Was this a, could you, could you use it for some branding? I mean, what was, believe what, it or not, any opportunities? Believe it or not, it literally, it did go under contract last month. So, yes. Sweet. That's so, perfect. Yeah. They could have exploited it, but I don't think, I think the agent was right to not draw a specific attention. <laughs> you don't want to attract those buyers? Oh, come on. Come on, John. Yeah. Batman lived in the basement. He had a lair in there. We'll say it that way. I mean, that's how I would have marketed it. <laughs> Our last crazy realtor story comes from Shea Hada, a Chicago area realtor and one of our speakers from our recharge event earlier this year. Her story isn't a laughable one, but it is crazy in like, whoa, I can't believe that happened kind of way. I'm sure she wanted to tell this story as a warning to other agents so that they will do all that they can do to prevent this kind of thing from happening to them and to their clients. So here she is. Craziest experience. Oh, well, this was not a fun one. I was involved in a wire fraud transaction. Oh. Yeah. So I was representing the seller and the buyer on the other side got fraudulent wire transfer instructions and thought he was doing the right thing, called the phone number in there to verify them and the hacker picked up and verified the instructions and he sent over his $90,000. We show up to closing the next day and it's not there. We call the FBI. They come in. They can't get his money back and he lost his $90,000. So it really, you know, we had been very proactive with our clients about wire fraud before before then, but it really opened up our eyes and changed how we do business. And so we put in like 15, I have a whole class now on wire fraud. We put in like 15 different steps that we follow now as a team Mm -hmm. because I'm like, I don't ever want to be in that situation again. Um, So we are very like on top of making sure our clients go to the title company now, get wire transfer instructions in person, don't rely on any information via email, et cetera. So yeah, I would say that's the craziest thing. It's not the most fun in any way, shape or form, but it was definitely an eye-opening experience. It's home, that's for sure. Well, I actually did. I flipped out on a title company just last week. I had a closing and they sent an email um, to my buyer with the the settlement Mm -hmm. statement, the HUD one. I worked title for way too long that I used the wrong terms now. 
And they said, make sure to bring a cashier's check in this amount or just wire us the money. And I was like, no. Do not say do that. Do not yeah. say that. Totally. I've been telling them not to wire money. And if we do, we have a whole never protocol. But you do not say in your email, you just say to bring a cashier's check. And if they need to do something different, yep. I will figure that out. But you don't suggest that because then if they have now received a fraudulent email, they're yep. thinking, oh, it's okay. I can totally. respond to that because yep. they said it was okay. And that's exactly what happened in our scenario. They said, oh, the, the information has changed. Now you have to wire fraud. The, you have to wire the insurance instructions here's how he, and he thought he was doing the right, right thing thanks. so Jeez. you know I think regardless of how it's done in your state you just have to have those conversations with your clients and remember mm-hmm. that like this is a real thing yeah. um, and so they need to check with you before they send money anywhere so that's it for this episode of Realtor Storytime. Again, if you have a crazy story that you would like to be featured on the next Storytime episode please send that to us at realtalk at kcrar.com Also, this is our last episode of the year. We skip over the week of New Year's and we'll be back with a new episode on January 13th. If you want to be notified when we release new episodes of Kansas City Real Talk, go ahead and subscribe or follow the show on your podcast platform of choice. See you next time.